Hello. 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 <laughs> I'm Claire. I'm Emily. And I'm Vaish, Claire's housemate, and also friends with Emily, who is Claire's cousin. And that's how it is. Yes. And this is Emily, Claire, and Vaish. Ooh. Yeah. Um, this week, you know the drill, we're watching season two of Glee, and we watched, I think it's a great episode, episode four, Duets. Very iconic episode. Yes, I agree. Um, I think we should jump right in, so I'm gonna go ahead and read the synopsis. So, Will Schuster's duet challenge with a free meal for the winners causes some relationship issues between the members of the club. (sighs) Dun, dun, dun. Scary. (laughs) That makes it... I, it's like, it either sounds like only friendships or only like romantic relationships, but in reality, it's both. They really, they did it all in this episode. Friendships? Question mark? I'm thinking about relationship issues and the only ones that come to mind are like, Angel? No, Tina and Artie. Oh, Tina, no, Tina Tina and Artie. Yeah, you know, they're both like, ugh, like, I'm tired of. Or no, t- okay, whatever. We'll get into it. Yeah. Um, the way the episode starts off, like, Mr. Shu's like, oh no, Puck is gone. He's in juvie. And I was like, what? Like, why are they <laughs> making it such a big point to, like, bring this up, you know? And everyone was like, no, Puck. It was kind of strange. Yeah, it's, like, kind of random. But then I guess it wasn't was kind of really random because that's how they were like, oh, but it's okay because we have Sam. But I forgot that that's like how they explain that Sam is here suddenly. Because first of all, I forgot that he wasn't in the Glee Club because he like had some numbers earlier in the season. I forgot that's how they I- include Sam. I thought it was just like a weird way to exclude Puck. Like, I don't know, Mark just couldn't do that day or something. And then they were like, oh, Puck's in juvie. Yeah. I don't know. It's, like, when did they... Because I thought the first episode ends with Sam being like, I'm not joining the Glee Club. And then in Grilled Cheeses, he, like, dislocated his shoulder. And then suddenly... (laughs) Oh, and then was he even in Britney? I don't think he was in Britney. Don't think so. Sam? Yeah. Yeah, no. So suddenly he's just like, actually, I guess I am in the Glee Club. I, like, forgot that in episode one, he's like, oh, I'm not joining the Glee Club, because I already knew he was gonna be in the Glee Club, mm-hmm. so when he was like, no, or they were like, you missed the audition, I was like, oh, you mean he auditioned and he's in? Okay. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where the writers were like, oh, yeah, like, Mark can't be in this episode, so then they just, like, put that as, like, the first line of the episode, and everyone that watched it was like, wait, Puck is missing? Like, they wouldn't have noticed. Like, it just kind of called attention to it to be like, okay, like, just in case you're wondering, like, he's in juvie, now moving on. Mm-hmm. But, like, watching it, I was like, honestly, with the amount of screen time they give Puff slash, like, every other character that isn't Rachel Berry, I feel like no one would have noticed. Yeah, I would not have noticed. Yeah, honestly, when they called it, like, when Will was like, oh, no, he's not here, I was like, oh, right, he's, like, in the Glee Club. Is that mean? I don't think that's even that mean. <laughs> it's true. Um, and then what happens next is like 
Will's like, oh yeah, we're gonna do some duets this week. So you guys are gonna have to partner up and the people who win go to Breadsticks for free. Which, Breadsticks is basically Olive Garden, right? Right? Yeah. Exactly. In that moment, Mercedes is like, hey Kurt, who are you gonna be partners with? Which I thought, like, was their best friend code for, like, want to sing a duet together, but then Kurt was like, Sam. (laughs) Yeah, which honestly... It's okay, because Mercedes then gets to be duet partners with Santana, and their number so was true. amazing. Yeah, it worked so out good. as intended. Mm-hmm. And then Kurt's was not that good. Question mark. okay. Kind of feel bad for Kurt this episode. Yeah. They really, yeah. they really were like, you know that stereotype about every gay person ever being predatory? Let's bring attention to that stereotype and not say anything else about it. And they just did mm-hmm. it. Like, that's, that was their plan. I feel like if they're going to do that sort of, if they're going to, like, play into that stereotype and just be like, yeah, let's make Kurt predatory, like, as he always is, and then, like, have his dad kind of call him out on it, even though, like, he's low-key just not being predatory. It's just everyone else perceiving him as predatory because, like, they're all straight. (sighs) Anyways, it was just annoying. Like, that conversation that Kurt and Finn have where, like, they kind of touched more on stuff that happened in like season one where Kurt obviously had a crush on Finn and then they got into like the argument in Kurt's basement like both of the things that they were saying I was like uh this is this just like feels so bad like the way that Kurt was like really defensive but then Finn was like oh you're not that innocent like you just don't know how to take no as an answer and I was like is that what happened I feel like this is getting like so icky yeah the same with the conversation between Kurt and Bert. Yeah. Sometimes I was like, oh, like there was a there is definitely a section of it where like Kurt would say something and I'd be like, no. And then Bert would say something, I'd be like, no. And then Kurt would say something back, I'd be like, no. Yeah. It's like the same thing that happened last episode where when they would like talk about religion, like I wanted to be on Kurt's side, but he kept saying things that made me go like, mm-hmm. no, that's a big yikes. Like it's the same thing. Well, I guess it's that's what makes it like realistic where I'm like oh I guess they're both in the wrong yeah I will say though like the degrees to which like in the Finn Kurt incident the degrees to which both were in the wrong like I don't know Kurt being like aggressive with someone he has a crush on like maybe it's inappropriate because their parents are dating versus like Finn being like well I called you the Essler but you're not totally innocent I'm like what kind of <laughs> argument is that <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah well I don't want to downplay like like subtle signs of like a predator but also like I don't know if Kurt, like everyone being like Kurt like you're horrible and predatory and like this is uh just it's yeah it's a weird comparison also because I'm sh- like like, I think the word, the predator thing, like, the trope is, it's weird because it always implies, like, some sort of, like, intention, like, weird, like, something, like, like, like kind of, like, evil about it. Or, or, or it's, like, someone that, like, knows what they're doing. But I feel like, in some respects, it was just, like, season one, Kurt was just, I think, kind of in his feels trying to figure stuff out. Not figure stuff out, but I guess, like, trying to, I don't know, be himself. And so I feel like the way that, like, when he was, like, kind of aggressive towards been i think the use of the word predator is kind of weird in my opinion Mm -hmm. i feel like when finn calls him a predator it's like 
I don't know. It's just, it's like, yeah, maybe he was a little bit aggressive, but I feel like Predator is just like... I think actually I want to blame the writers because in the conversation that Kurt and Bert have, Kurt is like, like Bert says, well, you're not totally innocent. And Kurt's comeback is like, why can't I go to prom, like slow dance at prom with the person I like? Which like those two things, like kind of the way that Kurt approached Finn and then Kurt wanting to slow dance at prom just like everyone else, like those two things are not the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did say, like, one good thing where he was like, why can't it just be, like, me being friends with a guy without it being, like, oh, I have to like him or, like, I'm Mm -hmm. trying to date him. And I was like, that's, like, a very true statement because the interactions between Kurt and Sam in this episode, like, I guess you could be like, oh, there's, like, definitely Kurt's being more flirty. But, like, he was literally just like, hey, Sam, do you want to do a duet with Mm -hmm. me? And Sam was like, yeah, you're talented. Like, that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. Whereas with, like... Finn, I definitely feel like def- uh, like Kurt tried to be more, like I guess, outgoing. The whole plan to get Bert together with Carol doesn't really make sense to me because now they're brothers, but like, <laughs> I guess he was just like big-brained. Like, I don't know. I feel like those are two very different situations, yeah. so it's kind of unfair for Finn, who is definitely like, I don't know, still upset over it, to like project, you know? Yeah. I guess that doesn't make sense. I would say I agree, they're completely different, and I think, like, the way he interacts with Sam seems totally fine, except why did they have to write that one scene in the shower? Yeah, yeah this is kind of weird. This is weird. weird. I'm naked. I'm like, no. Yeah, that is weird. That, yeah. <laughs> Please. It's not. It's not what I want. Oh, yeah. I also wanted to talk a little bit about Sam, because I think Sam, like, this part of season two is the best Sam. He kind of mm. gets a little gross later on. <laughs> I agree. I think this this Sam, he's so pure and so funny and kind of dorky and, like, everything we want to see from Sam. Slash Loki, everything, I feel like there isn't really that character in Glee yet before mm-hmm. Sam. Where it's, like, kind of just, like, a normal, goofy, straight man, like, I don't know. Like, like it's, like, just, like, normal and fun. Like that. So I I am. I kind of miss that, Sam. And then when he gets kind of gross later, it's, like, sad. Feels like a different character. Yeah. Like, later on, they kind of make him a bit of a jerk. And I think it correlates with him being, like, a stripper. Like, he gets into that fight with Blaine because he wants to be more sexy it, it's so weird. Season three, I know that people are like, oh, this is still when Glee was good, but I think it's a little questionable. Yeah. As per usual, you're saying things I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you watched season three. Oh, I've watched it. I just don't remember it. Oh. Yeah, it was just like him being like, oh, we gotta sell sex for like regionals. And then he like, taught like... everyone to like, it was like the Michael Jackson medley, and they're like, shake it, shake it, babe. And they're all just like, they're, like, they doing the body so. roll. And, like, Sam is, like, 17. I'm, like, okay, this is cool, I guess. But anyway, in this episode, <laughs> Sam is so awesome. I really yeah. like him with Quinn. They're so cute yeah. together every single time they interact. Dude, that's just top-tier stuff right there. I feel like he just... Oh my god, it's so... I feel gross saying it because I saw, what, like, five minutes of them interacting, but I was going to be like, I feel like he just brings out the best in her. 
No, I don't know, but just their interactions are very, very cute. I love the scene that they wrote between, or not even the scene, like just all the scenes that they wrote. Like, Quinn was, uh... okay, hold on. I can't articulate this thought. Come back to me. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think it's like when Quinn was with Finn, it just felt very surface level because Finn was kind of like, an idiot about every like like can we just kind of do everything and like tell Finn what to do and Finn would be like okay and it was like very much like they're together for their clout or whatever like their image and then when he when he's when she's with Sam it's just like he's so goofy and weird and like just to see her like who's like on top of the school with Sam who's like not unpopular but like his personality is just like I think more of like a real person that's like doesn't really care much about image compared to Finn. I think that's a really, really cool thing that they did there. Yeah, I think that Sam, even though he kind of can be a little bit of a ditzy character, he definitely is, like, I guess, like, smart. Like, the conversations that he has with Quinn, okay, some of the lines were, like, a little weird, but, like, the overall message where he tried to be, like, you know, I really, like, respect you and stuff like that, I was, like, wow, I really like this. Like, I I like that they're kind of, like, equals when they talk to each other. Because, like, when Quinn is with Finn, she definitely is, like, more dominant in the relationship. And, like, I just don't like Quinn with Puck. Uh, Mm. Who else did... Oh, my God. And, like, Quinn with Joe. But, yeah. I just think that she's the best when she's with Sam. Yeah, no, I was trying to, like, compare why Quinn with Sam feels so good versus like Quinn with Finn and Quinn with Puck and at first I was gonna be like it's because Sam has nothing to gain but then he also feels like he has everything to gain because he's like holy shit she's so beautiful and awesome and then I'm like is it because she is it because he appreciates and cherishes her like and I don't know what it is but I like it how I, I actually think I agree with what Vaish said. Like, he, like they build him in this episode as, like, he doesn't care about image, where Finn does in, like, a really horrible way. Like, the way that they talk about duetting with Kurt, and, like, mm-hmm. I guess him being, like, I speak Avatar language is him not caring about his image. <laughs> sure, he don't like other boys. But also, like, even when you see him slip up in front of Quinn, like, when he's, like, that's Venus, planet of love. And she's like, no, it's Mars, planet of war. And he's like, oh my god. (laughs) He's like, okay, haha, like, which one are we on right now? You know, like, he's not like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed, like, haha. And he's not like, no, like, I'm right. You know, he's like, oh, okay, lol, good one. Or at, um, at the restaurant at Breadsticks, he's like, oh, I would, like, go to a school on the moon out of embarrassment. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, no, sorry, that came out wrong. Actually, what I meant to say was this. And then he, like, says what he like truly meant to say and he says it better and stuff he like doesn't psych himself out after like making these mistakes internal like weird but he also doesn't have to be like oh no like actually i meant this you know like he's just like being a normal man Mm -hmm. and you think back to like that episode of like Mm -hmm. when finn and quinn were together and they like go to miss pillsbury and like how to be cooler and they're just like wear sunglasses all around school like that compared to just like sam being like yeah, like, want to go on a date, like, like, it just, like, like, it just seemed so much more natural, and, like, they were, they liked each other for, like, they were as people versus, like, image, they were in, in the society. 
even in the locker room, like, Finn is like, oh, you tried to kiss her? Major glee, some whatever, foul. And Sam was like, yeah, I don't know. She was sending me vibes, but I guess I misread them. Like, mm. Yeah, he's just a normal man. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's so many strong... This is kind of what Vaish said earlier, where, like, he's, like, the straight man who's, like, so normal, where everyone else is, like, kind of crazy. Um, yeah, speaking of crazy, Finn and Rachel, like... When they tried to get up to their usual antics, I was just so annoyed the entire time. It's just beyond belief. Can you believe they sang Don't Go Breaking My Heart? And then they were like, holy fuck, we're going to win this. This is crazy. (laughs) Hey, I kind of liked it, but I I do agree. That's like so stupid that they were like, we crushed it. (laughs) That... Just the icing on the cake is for no reason when they're singing that song. Leah has to, like, muss up Brad's and Brad? Brad's entire head. I'm like, what? Is it fair to say that that was Leah, not Rachel? I I think yes. Are they one and the same? (laughs) (laughs) This is my question. Like, where's the line? Oh, no. Rachel, and I'm like... Leah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, like, you'll see an interview, like, Leah Michelle and, like, Rachel. <laughs> That's the thing, like, during her, it's, like, like a famous story. Like, she's like, haha, during my audition, the pianist played it wrong. And I was like, no, you, like, you have to go back. Like, my, my whatever part, like, you played it wrong or something. And the people auditioning her were like, ha, 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 so funny. And she was like, oh, my God, they were loving it. Ha, 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 isn't it so funny how I, like, I don't know, like, stopped the whole show to be like, no, you have to play this part right. And I was like, is this a cute behind-the-scenes story? Gross. Quirky them, like, rude. LOL, XB. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> main character syndrome. <clears throat> but yeah. I guess she kind of is the main character in Glee. Kind of hurts to say. And, like, yeah, the fact that, like, her and Finn saying that's like, don't go breaking my heart, and then they were like, oh, killed it. Like, high five. Like, how are we going to lose the singing competition? And then their next immediate thought is, we need to sing a bad, offensive song. And then they just... The way that they were obviously sitting around for, like, so long being like, damn, how do we lose? It took them so long to come up with the idea to sing a bad song, but then it took them one millisecond to take it from bad to offensive. That's just... I just... Honestly, even though Rachel is, like, so talented, if I were in Glee, I would still not vote for her. Like, even if her number was the best, I would be like, I hate this bitch, and, like, vote for someone else. Yeah. And, like, the worst detail of all is that they all voted for themselves, and Rachel and Finn were the deciding vote, so they did not I have know. to sing an offensive song <laughs> to get so... Quinn and Sam to win the competition. They just had to be normal and not draw attention to themselves. And just to guarantee they wouldn't win, vote for Quinn and Sam. That's so true. They literally could have sang Don't Go Breaking My Heart, and it still would have ended up, like, them deciding that Quinn and Sam win. Yep. But that's okay. Is it? Because <laughs> we need comedy, guys. You're right. We I laughed so them. much when they sang their offensive song. It's so funny. And the way that, like, Finn was, like, so into the fact that Rachel was, like, thinking about others, like... She was like, I'm doing this for the team. Like, I'm not the same Rachel that sent that girl to a crack house. Like, I'm new Rachel that, like, wants Sam, the new kid, to win, even though it means that we won't win. And, and it's like, whoa, like, the way that you're speaking right now, like, 
so amazing. Like, you're so amazing, Rachel. And I just, I saw, I just, it was vomit, vomit. It was so gross. The whole time, just like. And you're like, <laughs> wait a second. You're just doing this because blah, blah, blah. And eventually it'll serve you. And she's like, okay, we're going to gloss on over that. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah. It's just... Let's kiss. Oh, gross. <laughs> I hate it every single time they kiss. Also, like, there was one kiss in that show where, like, it it zoomed in on Finn's face post-kiss and his lips were still puckered and they didn't unpucker for, like, a few seconds. <laughs> like, it was, like a little, no. it was a little too long. I was like, this needs to I be I don't want to picture it. You could just cut to a scene of the wall. <laughs> like, literally anything else. Oh, yeah. It's, like, so uncomfortable seeing them together. So when it, like, switches to Sam and Quinn, I'm like, oh, Breathing a sigh of relief, yeah. like, a, then when a it's wholesome like, couple. When it's, like, Sam and Quinn, it's, like, too good and normal that I feel like I'm a fly on the wall and I'm, like, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, oh, no, too romantic. Can I be watching this? Wait, dude, the way that Diana Agron delivers her lines is, like, she, like, ASMRs them. She's, like, men should always pay on the first. I'm like, excuse me, what? <laughs> yeah, she has, like, so much emotion behind every line. And I'm like, sweetie, this is glee. Like, you do not have to be working this hard. <laughs> Especially, like, the last scene at Breadsticks. Like, every line she said, I was like, oh, my God. I feel it. I feel the emotion. Yeah. Anytime it was, like, a close-up on her face, like, kind of from Sam's perspective, I was like, Damn, if I were Sam in this moment, I would not be able to hold it together. She is so beautiful. It's crazy. She's so pretty. I think she's the prettiest person ever. Mm-hmm. She's just so pretty. Oh my gosh, that conversation that she had with Sam where he tried to kiss her and she was like, no, this year is like supposed to be about me. Her eyes started to get a little bit glassy because of the emotion and like, when she looked into the camera, I was starstruck. I was like, oh my god. That was a great kind of like, it's not a monologue, but that was a great piece of writing too. Like, yeah, I believed every fucking word she said. She's like, I, I know this feeling, like the, the feeling that I need you. And like, it makes sense why she runs away. makes sense why she feels scared because stupid Puck, like so stupid. Like stupid Finn is so stupid. And Sam... Also stupid, but generally a nice guy, seems like. <laughs> anyway, it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I agree. I want to say peak Sam's stupidity is him being like, I also know what it's like to have a big secret. <laughs> no! <laughs> I put lemon juice in my hair, so like, you got pregnant last year, I get you, man. Yeah, that's just... I mean, it was kind of cute seeing them, like, laugh together, but ooh, Sam. If I were Quinn, I'd be like, do not disrespect me in front of my breadsticks. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I also think it's funny how he's like, ah, oh, like, new school, new me. Like, can they get some lemon juice? And put it? Like, I just want, like, the thought process of just, like, watching them do that. Like, this one's so excited to come in on the first day, and then Kurt being like, it definitely comes from a bottle. Like, how crushed must he have been? Yeah, yeah. I would be like, fuck (laughs) how did he know yeah cover blown so do you guys want to talk about the duets yeah yeah. the best part of the duets episode the duets i know that this is like 
the thing that we save for the final part of the episode, but I'm very curious to know, like, the rankings of, like, how everyone... Yeah, I was gonna say, let's say them in order from best to worst, but also I'm afraid if we do that, we're gonna forget some at the end. So let's try to say the ones that we're afraid we'll forget if we don't talk about them now. Oh, Tina and Mike. I actually really like that one. That one, I think I wouldn't forget. It's iconic, but, like, it would not make my best or worst, is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I agree. I think, like, the duet was good, but, like, the fight that they had leading up to the duet made me mad. Mm. Yeah. Like, if you guys want to go eat breadsticks, just go. Like, I don't get it. Like, ugh. Asians are so repressed. They can't date normally. They have to go with their moms and eat (laughs) salad with chicken feet. Literally, the words that Tina speaks are i don't want like a chicken feet with salad i just want to have a normal salad and i was like this seems motivated by racism thank you writers yeah and then like it's just really the icing on the cake when you like look at the writers and you're like uh so definitely racism (laughs) (laughs) just wow (laughs) white men um i don't know because like she's like all we ever do is get dim sum with your mom and i'm like but isn't that so much better than going to, like, an Olive Garden <laughs> and eating, like, breadsticks? Like, I want to go with Mike's mom to yeah, eat some also Mike's mom. mom's paying, like, I'm assuming, you know? Yes. I assume that she's also paying. And, like, that's, like, their entire personality mm-hmm. trait as, like, a couple. Like, they're, like, Asian kids or, like, let's go to Asian couples therapy or, like, we met at Asian camp. Yeah. Like, what yeah. is this? Also, the portrayal of Asian camp. What the? Yeah. But, yeah, like, weird. I think that they do make some points. Like, that's kind of a thing, you know? Like, oh, why do we have to point out that everything's Asian? Or, like, I, I don't know. Or, like, people being like, well, I sometimes don't want to get, like, if we're going every week to get dim sum with your mom, like, is this okay? Like, is this dating? Like, what is this? I'd also be upset. But just the way that it's just told with, no nuance no care i'm like okay goodbye i wonder if the writers ever considered like bringing in a third asian into the cast of glee just to like spice it just to be like no way (laughs) they're like guys we already met the quota we have one asian male and one asian dating it's perfect like a bow perfectly tied (laughs) like if i were a third one yeah what do we do with the third (laughs) one they're not in the relationship with another asian now we have to bring in a fourth asian so the third asian can be in a relationship I mean, they did have sunshine oh, in true, true. the beginning of season oh two. That would have rocked the boat. Thankfully, thankfully, she left. And now she's their rival. Wait, why did you say thankfully? No, like, as a joke, the writers being like, oh, we don't have to worry oh. about what to do with her. Mm. <laughs> they just bring her back for vocal adrenaline to be a threat. She's in a relationship with Rachel as her enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I have to say, she is... A viable threat like when she sang i was like wow very good you're better than rachel yeah <laughs> is the thought that passed through my mind <laughs> yeah i also hated like tina being like well i guess i'm tired of mike now like should i go talk to Artie? okay no actually that's not the part that i hate because actually tina was very normal about it she goes up to Artie and she's like uh want to go like try to get dinner as friends and then Artie's response mm. was, like, really gross. 
was like, oh yeah, now you've decided to come crawling back. I feel like that, he was like, I find it rich. And that was like, yeah. And he's like, and like, blah, 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 working relationship, a romance, blah. And I was like, didn't Tina purposely just say, let's get breadsticks as friends? And he's like, actually, I have a girlfriend. I'm like, oh, correlation is what again? Hmm. Also, the whole Britney and Artie thing, they were like, haha, let's, let's be funny and, like, make Britney have, like, a wheelchair fetish just, like, as a joke because, like, lol, because we're glee and we don't care about anything. And just, like, watching it, I was like, mm-hmm. By the way, every single scene with Britney, I feel like she truly talks in <laughs> ASMR. Like, she always talks yeah. like this. And I had to be like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> What did she say? Oh, I laughed so much when Will was like, what's the duet? And she was like, a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> she has great lines, but in this episode, she had the worst line with, before we duet, we're gonna just... do it. I was like, why? It was just the person that wrote that was definitely like the new intern no editing just straight from the intern's hand straight to the tv screen it's all his fault Mm -hmm. god damn yeah the the whole britney arty thing is just really awful it's like just uncomfortable and like the 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 confrontation between arty and britney again like arty makes some points but it's so sad and like gross how like it had to happen between them for him to talk about it on the show like for him to have this avenue to talk about it because they could have had that whole conversation without it ending up like oh shit did like Britney take my virginity against my will or did I lose my virginity to Britney when I didn't want to and like you know and then like the way it starts with him being like oh because you want to like push me around and she's like I want to put you in a stroller like just everything just awful just uncomfortable no care and then they start dating like after all of this which is very questionable I think it's like wow when someone called Brittany out she's like whoa like you're right like I feel bad and I feel like she overcompensates by being like wait maybe I actually like you just to kind of, I feel like maybe this is me overreaching into Britney's head. I don't know what goes on in Britney's head. But, like, maybe she, like, it's like maybe I actually did like him. It wasn't just me being horrible. Maybe it was just me being horrible and then she developed feelings. I don't know. Just some thoughts. Okay, yeah, so we only talked about the Mike and Tina duet. Wait, the reason I really like the Mike and Tina duet is because it just, like, plays up both of their strengths. And they both support each other and make each other look better. And I feel like... That's what a duet should do. I agree. That's, like, all I had to say about it. I just think it's really good. Yeah, and great dancing. They actually did, like, meaningful choreo, you know? But you know who else did choreo? Mercedes and Santana. I was literally about to say the same thing. Like, with the whole, like, it played to both of their strengths. Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. their duet really made me appreciate, like, Santana but also Mercedes, like, so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can hear both of their voices so clearly, and they occupy such different spaces, and they're so perfect together. And then even their dance moves were, like, they were just so different from anything else that they normally, like, they do in Glee. And it kind of reminded me of the type of dance moves that, that like, 
in season three, the, um, what are they called? The trouble tones do where it's like kind of like the same sort of hands and like leg movements, but it like looks so good on them because they kind of just like throw away each movement. And it's more about just like them being like cool versus like Mm -hmm. most of the glee choreography just being like them doing formation changes and like walking diagonals. That right i don't know but I like know. I, again i don't remember trouble tones <sighs> i don't know I just, I just feel like watching them dance i just reminded me of like when they would like dance like they did on the trouble tones and like sing together like that and it kind of made me happy yeah honestly i'm kind of like very like okay this duet was in my opinion the best duet spoiler alert Agreed. right Agreed. and then it's like the creators probably knew this because when they had the glee 3d movie and they like went on tour like this was one of the numbers that they included but they just never wrote another mercedes and santana duet well like i guess in season three but like why not for competition huh they did the boy is mine over puck that fateful episode oh but that was like like not beat them being rivals like this yeah. one i was like wow they're so powerful like how come i don't know like regionals or nationals like why couldn't they have a duet together why does it always have to be finchel because ryan murphy and leah michelle both know that santana and mercedes first of all separately are better than rachel but together it's too undeniable and for no reason leah has to have her star moment Twice in every single episode. I think it's fine for Rachel to have yeah. a solo at the competition, but like her and Finn singing a bland ass duet, I don't know, Chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just realized that Rachel had three songs in this episode. Yeah, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, the offensive one, and then the one that she sings with Kurt at the end. Isn't that wild? That's like, too even many. in the one where she's like, just not, none of them are good. Like, not none of them are good, but, like, she just is not the focus of the episode. And, like, still. That's gross. Yeah, I was thinking about this recently. Like, every single time we would talk about it, I would be like, oh my gosh, wow, Rachel always has to have, like, a second number. And then part of me was like, oh no, was this the creators trying to hint, like, guys, she's the main character like she's the one that we're supposed to be rooting for and i was like so disappointed with that piece of information mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just mercedes and Santana are so good they're so good and then like even quinn and sam when they sing their duet i'm always just like struck by how perfect quinn's voice is for this duet because like when the first line that she sings like she kind of like she kind of like the way that she starts singing it, it just, oh, it's just, it's so perfect. I remember, like, the, it's like, boy, you hear me? Whatever that is. But, like, she'll just, like, do it with her nose and have a little flip in her voice, and it sounds so perfect, and I'm just like, wow. Quinn's solos just are so rare, and every time they're just so iconic. Like, even though she might not be, like, a powerhouse vocalist, it's just, like, They always give her, like, very weird songs though i agree like i think oh my god i'm like having trouble remembering her solos but rarely dude like uh-huh i feel like the epitome is when she brings in all the pregnant women and no. sings it's a man's what's it called man's it's a man's, man's world and it's so it's called the man's man's, man's world. no is it not i don't know this is a man. 
know. It's, like, all her so, like, I feel like the way that they try to be, like, breaking stereotypes with Quinn is she's always, for some reason, being, like, very insistent on, I have soul. Which, like, she has emotions, for sure, inside of her. She has experienced things in her life. But her voice is, like, feather light, like, and then she's like, watch me dig deep. And then she just sounds like Quinn. But then always, I feel like she's often, too, singing a song that's originally sung by an iconic black female artist. Mm. Yeah, too. And then she's like, look, I can dig deep, too. And I'm like, I feel <laughs> awkward. I'm going to look up. Quinn Solo's yeah. Glee. Yeah, and then even like the um the one at the end of season three is like Yeah, the Michael Jackson one. Yeah, that one. Um what else does she sing? She sings that one oh she sings the um the one with all the Cheerios with um Wait, okay, she sings Oh my god no (laughs) she sings like a lot of weird songs like um when she gets into the accident and she's in a wheelchair she sings i'm I'm still standing standing standing. with artie Uh... (laughs) that's like the the type of thing you'll see on like oh like if glee was still around in 2020 like what would what would they do it's like like that like that feels fake that that, like oh like quinn gets into it into a (laughs) Um, a wheelchair for like three episodes and sings I'm still standing like oh she sang Papa Don't Preach that one was actually pretty good oh yeah that was that was with Puck right she also sings like see the problem is a lot of these she sings it with other people like I wish they would give her Mm -hmm. more songs that compliment her voice like by herself Mm -hmm. you know yeah I wonder if you just like look up like how many songs Quinn ever had in Glee versus how many songs Rachel ever had in Glee. Dude, I looked at the Glee TV show wiki and it's literally like so little songs that Quinn has and most of them are group numbers. Whereas like, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you asked me, I can name way more Glee or Rachel solos just from like this season. Yeah. Kind of sucks. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Anyway. <laughs> uh, she does a great job in this song. It compliments her voice very well. She and Sam have great chemistry. It's very cute. It's like, it's like even though the vocals, I feel like, are just objectively not as impressive to me as Mercedes and Santana, the way that they perform it, I can see why it would be like on par, you know? When Santana's like, ah, so freaking charming. I'm like, yeah, it is really charming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then every time they like, look at each other and like kind of like smile and like look down and like rub their hands a little bit and like look a little shy, I'm like, oh, I feel it. Like, I'm gonna fly on the wall again. Like, I shouldn't be here. Like, mom, pick me up. Like, I need to like, go home. Romantic. It really is. Like, yeah. Feels like I'm like five years old. I walked into the wrong movie theater and I'm like, not seeing like trolls and I'm watching like. <laughs> <laughs> some other like pg-13 movies they're so like. cute together and like i feel like uh the thing like with the duets where we were like oh yeah they perfectly complement each other like their voices i feel like just work so well together where like when they sing together i'm like blown away because you know how they sing that song mm-hmm. together in sectionals like i don't really like yeah. the song choice but like Again, the way that they, like, mm-hmm. look at each other and, like, their chemistry. I'm like, 
wow, maybe this kind of is good. I agree. Feels bad that they're called Ken and Barbie, though. <laughs> yeah, but, like, not really wrong. <laughs> what other... D- oh, the Kurt duet. Yeah. I think was, like, after this. Yeah, Kurt Quote and Ray- duet. Oh, we're talking about that duet? Oh. Okay. Yeah, Kurt with Kurt. The quote-unquote duet. That's, like... Uh, like, the, the Kurt storyline, I would say, is, like, 90... Seven percent baked. It's like almost there, but then at the end, it really just—I don't know about that. Like, is that he has to sing a duet by himself with the half costume? Ugh, I don't know. It's okay. Or part of it is kind of like the fault of the writers because if there's one person, because like who else would Kurt have been able to do the duet with? I think there's like an odd number of them. Oh, so he's kind of like fucked. Like. In my head, I was like, oh, Puck's not here. That's perfect. That means everyone has a partner. <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> Forgetting that Kurt sang a duet by himself. Like, I remember the last time was when uh, Mr. Shu and Rachel had yeah. to sing a duet together. And, like, that was a very gross oh, episode. Oh, ballad. So you would think that, like, yeah. So you would think that this episode, they would be like, oh, we need to make sure everyone has a partner why did mr shu sing a song with kurt it's just like it proves again that like the glee writers just wanted to add a creepy storyline with will and rachel for literally no reason yeah that was like really gross but anyway kurt and kurt i thought the song was okay and i was surprised at the amount of production that went into (laughs) performing it for a song that was that okay the dancers were awesome (laughs) yeah it's oh my god that's so like this is a huge thing that happens in glee where i feel like they try to ground it so it's not like high school musical where they just break out into song but the explanation being like oh yeah the cheerier cheerios are gonna help me out i'm like don't yeah. the cheerios hate you guys it's like, like you didn't need to what it's okay we why would they help you disbelief. you don't have to it's like to do that them okay like like the duality of them being like oh yeah by the way just to cover up that one whole like pucks and juvie and then them also being like all the cheerios and (laughs) the football team is gonna help kurt hummel out with this song victor victoria like both of those things like just them having no critical thinking uh also like literally you could put have. i honestly feel like if they had just not brought up puck no one would have noticed also if they had just been like didn't say anything about who's who's accompanying Kurt on the stage, nobody would have cared. It's exactly. like, oh, random extras, like, great. But then we see, like, Brittany, and we're like, Brittany, is that you? And then just, like, Mike Chang and, like, that big guy from the football team that we remember, like, dancing to single ladies, like, okay. It's like, why, you know? It's like those kind of things, I don't really care. I, I feel like it's fun to kind of like nitpick, like, how does Glee afford all of these elaborate set designs, but then they can't pay for a bus to get to regionals. But like, mm. I don't actually care, you know? Yeah, I agree. And sometimes I think it's like kind of in like a fever dream that they do these like productions. And then I remember like one episode of being like, you know, you spent like $2,000 on that one song of just like all of you guys like singing this like one country song. And I was like, wait actual money yeah. goes into this. <laughs> that's like too messy like they don't need to be mixing those <laughs> timelines like that like i feel like they either need to not address it at all or like find a way to ground it more so it's like believable you know yeah and like 
just saying it's obviously not believable so i think one of these two options is the right answer yeah <laughs> i don't know i like this number for example it's like all i could think about while he was dancing was like wait so kurt took the time to choreograph this entire number and like get <gasps> costumes for the cheerios like it's just very strange also, okay, I am not a musician, so I don't know, but when I was listening to it, there wasn't even, like, kind of an indication that it was, like, mimicking a duet. Like, it didn't sound like Kurt singing a duet with himself. It just sounded like Kurt singing a solo. Well, like, how would and he so sing a I duet think, like, with himself? Well, you know, like, couldn't they arrange it in some, like, fun way or something that you're like, oh, I get it, haha, <laughs> he's, like, doing a duet or something, right? But I think... To me, the centerpiece of, oh, it's a duet with myself, is his stupid half-and-half half costume. <laughs> and it wasn't even, like, it was utilized once when he's, like, in the line with, like, all the people in the black suits and only the black side is showing. But then after that, he just dances like one person in a half-and-half half costume. The costume doesn't even look good. I'm like, wait... Like, this is... Is it, like, he's making a statement? Like, he goes, well... Sometimes, if you're different, you have to be alone. I'm like, oh, this is kind of embarrassing. Like, such a big statement actually seems pretty important, to be honest. But this is how it's done. Like, when it's you were saying, I wish that it was more like a duet with himself, all I could think about is, like, when you're singing a song and there are two parts, so you have to do both of them. Like, in High School Musical, like, <laughs> just me doing all the parts at once. <laughs> Is that what you wanted, Claire? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a musician. Aren't the people who produce this, like, there's got to be some professional musicians involved. But they're like, nah, fuck you, Kurt. Go. <laughs> I guess, actually, I'd really want to listen to the original song from Victor Victoria and see how it's sung between two people. Yeah. I'm just, now I'm imagining, like, what it could be like. It's like, Kurt just live looping in the corner with, like, a DJ headset. <laughs> just, like, over himself. Just, like... <laughs> Actually, okay, that's stupid, but it's not a bad idea. No, Claire. Like, that, like recording and then having him sing with himself. <laughs> that's like way better than this stupid costume. I think the costume is so bad. But I feel like the yeah. costume makes sense for Kurt's character. Like, if the options were like, okay, Kurt is either gonna wear like a split self suit, whatever, or he's gonna mix and produce like a track for him to sing okay. with, <laughs> definitely he would choose the outfit. Okay, but then, one, design it better. Oh, oh my god! Two, use it better in the dance! Dragon. Wow, Claire really popped off. She did. <laughs> Not wrong, <no>. Bullying. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, Moving on to Kurt and Rachel's duet. Uh, I loved it so much. But then Rachel was just doing so much. Like, with her face. She was just doing too much with her face, and I could not. I was at, at this point in the in the episode. I was like laying flat on my belly, like my face was so close to the screen. And I look up and I see Rachel's face right there, and I just had to. Do it. it was too much. It was just just so much. Also, because Kurt was just singing so normally, just so sitting normal. there, just you know singing, and Rachel was just doing too much. And then, like, putting her entire body and hand over Kurt's <laughs> hand. Yeah. That's low-key how I feel when I watch the Judy and Barbara one. They're like, Judy is, like, grabbing Barbara, and Barbara's just not engaging. I think Barbara's like, bro, I gotta sing right now. But Judy's like, are we friends? And then singing like that. Mm -hmm. Which, like, 
No comment, actually. I have nothing to say. Yeah, I'll just bully Leah Michelle, but I won't bully like, Judy Garland. I don't know. I, like... It's, like... feel like this friendship between them that ends up being, like, the two of them that go to New York is, like, so constructed <gasps> based on, like, well, you know, like, the Broadway-hungry girl and the, like, gay, white, Broadway-hungry, I guess, guy are, like, gonna be BFFs and move to New York together. It's like you took it out of my brain. That was literally what I was thinking. Especially because Mercedes is, like, right there. And, like, Kurt and Mercedes were BFFs since day one. Yeah! Yeah, the Kurt and Mercedes friendship was so much more authentic than the Rachel and Kurt friendship. But then, like, I feel like somehow by the end of season three, it's kind of like, poof, Mercedes and Kurt? Like, they're friends? Like, yeah. It just, yeah, and it's it's also more like Rachel is just this friendship seems more like a picturesque version of like an ideal of like what it's supposed to be, like yeah, I'm supposed to go to New York with like my gay best friend, like mm-hmm. that's what she imagined, versus like I feel like Kurt and Mercedes are just like, they just were so chill with like, each other. I'm thinking yes. about like the asymmetry between Rachel and Kurt. Like Rachel thinks she's hot shit because in this episode she looked over once and Kurt was sad, which obviously because her boyfriend had been bullying him. But okay, and she's like, you know what, Kurt? Let's sing a duet together. And then they just like sing the song, and she's probably like, I am the nicest person alive. But then I'm thinking back in like the Defying Gravity off, which was referenced in this episode. Kurt purposely throws the competition to like help out his dad or whatever, and then Rachel is like, wow, I'm hot shit, and then later when it's revealed that Kurt, like, threw the competition, Rachel fucking falls apart. I'm like, the way that Rachel acts toward Kurt versus Kurt acts toward Rachel, I just don't want to see them become, like, quote-unquote best friends. Yeah, it's just, like, Rachel relies on Kurt being inferior in position compared to her, but, like, cannot actually handle them being equals ever. Eloquently worded. Yeah, that's so true, and it's almost, like, so frustrating because that's kind of how the show works where Kurt always has to be like two steps behind Rachel like in every single way and then every single time Kurt kind of bounces back like when he gets into Niata when he competes in like that winter showcase thing you know it's almost like Rachel instantly turns on him and is kind of like ooh competition like why can't mm-hmm. they just be buds mm-hmm. it's just I think it's more just a Rachel thing of everyone just has to be inferior to her for her to be normal like even like i'm thinking like tina like later when she's like give up her soul it's like rachel it's like gets her shining moment whatever it's just like that's how rachel functions and it's never really been challenged in the show slash whenever it has it's been kind of fake like oh like how about for one episode like kurt wins a competition and then we bring it back to rachel yeah or like the only ever time she was really challenged it was like the maria off with mercedes But then it's, like, that whole thing just fizzled out with Mercedes being, like, well, I don't want it because you guys just don't even want to give it to me. Blah. And I was, like, this is kind of compelling, but okay, cool. I guess we're just never going to bring it up ever again. Anyway. But that duet with Rachel and Kurt is one of my favorites. And, like, the first time it came out, I would listen to it so much. It's a very iconic song as a duet. Yeah, but here's the thing. Given, like, I guess the context of the show, like, do they really need to have this whole... I feel like the way that it ends with, 
like uh sam and quinn winning and it's just like yeah now they're gonna date like that could have just been the end of the episode but they had to throw in this whole like rachel is like gonna be nice to kurt and they're gonna sing like a duet together like why did they have to put that in i think it's more so like you know how every episode of glee ends with like a song that like they sing and there's like a montage of just like things happening like if it ended with just rachel uh, sam and quinn like on their date i would just been like what the end of glee without a song to wrap it up and like them all like singing on the stage with like white shirts and jeans or whatever (laughs) (laughs) but like (laughs) it's like i understand why there needed to be like some song there does it have to be rachel no Every single episode, it fucking ends with Rachel singing. And I'm like, why are you back? Like, you know that if in the end of this episode it were Rachel and Finn on a date or something had happened or whatever, and they were at Red Sticks together, it would end with a song of Rachel and Finn singing together or just Rachel. <laughs> but when it's Sam and Quinn on a date at Red Sticks, who does it end with? Rachel, Rachel. again. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Anyway, is there anything else that happened in this episode? I don't know about that happened, but about something that didn't happen. Here's a thought experiment. What would the duet between Brittany and Artie have been? My cup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And thought experiment over. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just imagine, what I I think is just like some random like, some random like R&B song that Artie sings and then like Brittany like has a tambourine. And it's like, yeah. (laughs) Every, like, five bars. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, the reason I asked was because I could not conjure an image in my mind of that even happening. But then you got my cup and it was just all resolved. (laughs) And a tambourine every five bars. Wait, um, I have to... (laughs) admit that i thought you just made that up and so i thought it was that's so funny so but i didn't realize that there's a number between britney and artie that's my cup that is so oh, claire Again, i'm not embarrassed because this is just how it is Wait, you your lack of song? glee no i knowledge? thought she just like came up with that nah. my cup would be their duet yeah that's why i thought it was so funny i didn't know no. that she was making a reference i'm honestly disturbed at how little you know yeah. Or I guess remember since we've already watched this. Again, not yeah. embarrassed. That you're in okay. this podcast called Emily and Claire with no knowledge of Glee. Mm. Embarrassment mm. level zero. Mm. Anyway, anyway. Um, Best song, worst song, MVP? Um, I feel like worst song is obvious. Right? I just don't even want to think about that stupid Yeah, so moving on duet. from that, um, best song for me is definitely Mercedes and Santana's duet. Same. Yeah, okay, I feel like we shouldn't put, like, the Finn-Rachel duet as worst song because that's just, like, so obvious. Okay. I forgot what they're... Oh, Kurt. Kurt's. Kurt and Kurt. The Kurt x Kurt collab. Kurt, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say that one. Sorry, Kurt, yeah. but not your best. Yeah. Um, and then MVP, Sam. Agreed. I'm gonna say Sam's lemon juice. MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's bangs cutter. <laughs> yeah. This was so easy. Yeah. Best song obviously was Santana and Mercedes, and then yeah. like also MVP, maybe obviously maybe Sam. MVP could also be Quinn's makeup artist. That's true, too. 
I was looking at her eyeliner and I was like, oh, it's yeah. so perfect. It shapes her eyes so well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I cry. Also, she's like beautiful. So it's like whatever she does, I'm like, I cry. I like how we're all so in sync this episode. Yeah. Okay, next episode is going to be the rock. Wait, what do they even call it in the show? Glee Horror. I know, I was trying to think. Ah, <laughs> uh, boring. They just call it the Rocky Horror Glee Show. Oh, that's gross. They have, like, you know how, this is stupid, when Sam came and Sam was like, oh wow, he has no game. That's like me at the Glee Riders right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's it for this week's episode, I guess. Unless you guys have anything else to say. Nerd. Well, then next week we're going to be watching the Rocky Horror Glee Show. Um, I'm Emily. I'm Claire. I'm Vaish. Goodbye. Bye.